the wrestling podcast about nothing, is brought to you by BDA Radio. BDA Radio doesn't break news, they break the news with their wild commentary regarding MMA and wrestling. Head on over to BDARadio.com and check out all of the latest news on the UFC, Bellator, WWE, and much more. They are proud to be the voice of fans because they are fans themselves. BDARadio.com I think I can sum up the show for you with one word. Nothing. Wrestling fans, there are millions and millions of podcasts out there, but there's nothing like this one. Do you ever just get down on your knees and thank God that you know me and have access to my dimension? This is the wrestling podcast about nothing. Nothing? Nothing. Welcome to the wrestling podcast about nothing episode, Larry Bird, presented by BDARadio.com. There are so many pro wrestling podcasts out there covering every facet of the business. So we went to BDA Radio and said we had a different idea for a podcast. Everybody's doing something. We'll do nothing. They said, what's wrestling podcast about? We said nothing. And thankfully they said, we think you have something here. So here we are. My name is Mike Crockett. I'm a longtime independent wrestling referee in the Northeast. Currently for a short time on an extended hiatus from the ring. And joining me as always is a veteran of the New England Independent Matt Wars, the Irresistible Force, the Immovable Object, the Returning Conqueror, the Kingpin, Brian Malonis. So, you know, with your extended hiatus ending soon, Mike, I can assume you're you're in the gym like five, six days a week, training, getting ready. I mean, look at me, right? Right, you look good. Do I? You look good. Yeah, you made a comment about me. Uh, Some pictures you saw about how good I looked. I really appreciate that. Well, yeah, you're... uh Slim and slender. That's right. Yeah, I'm uh, eating tight, working hard. Wait, is it eating tight? I don't know. I don't know. Yeah, me neither. <laughs> <laughs> All right, so uh, as I said, you're the returning conqueror. I'm sure you soundly defeated Brian Fury at oh, Friday night show. Um, yeah, um, not quite. Not not quite. Um, no? Um, Whoever wants to hear about your big chaotic wrestling return, which happened this past Friday night, Hudson, Massachusetts, why don't you uh, opine for a moment on your return to your well, are homeland? You gonna, are you going to handcuff me? Are you going to? Am I am I free to speak uh, openly and honestly, Mike? I don't know. I feel like I feel like you always put the handcuffs on me. You uh, you're, you're putting restraints on me. You're yelling at me. You're getting upset with me when I say controversial things, perhaps. Well, you know, you can speak. As freely as you want, but you know when the edit comes, then <laughs> who knows? <laughs> you son of a bitch! <laughs> so you people will never really know exactly what I'm saying. All right, Mike. So I'll, I'll, you know, I'll keep it above board here. I actually don't have, I don't have anything negative to say. Um, it was good. I, I got on the top rope though. You'll, uh, this is gonna make you. I can't wait for the Crockett groan that's inevitably coming here. I got oh. on the top rope, Mike, and I said, "Daddy's home." <laughs> <laughs> Unbelievable. <laughs> it's, uh, I mean, it was good to be back. Um, was it weird because, I mean, Hudson isn't a normal chaotic wrestling staple. Right. So was it a little different in that regard? It was, but there was a lot of chaotic regulars there. Um, in I terms think, of fans? or in Yeah, terms in, terms, of, in yeah. terms of fans. Uh, no, the locker room's like completely different <laughs> from, when I, from when I left. I mean, I know all the guys in there. It's just a... How long has it been? It's only been like what, nine months or a little more or less. March, right? Was that Cold Fury? March, we're now in yeah. December. So yeah, like some nine months. Um, uh, yeah, it's just there's a lot of different people in there now, man. It's a different, it's a different dynamic. Yeah. Um, 
you know, it, it felt a little awkward. I'm, I'm not going to lie. It felt a little awkward uh, uh, being back. I felt like uh, that was kind of my locker room for a long time. Um, and I felt a little out of sorts. And you came in like, oh, can I sit here? Is it okay? Oh, no. I just oh, sat, oh. I, I put my shit where I wanted to. It's <laughs> not where I wanted to. I mean, I, I don't care about that. It just, you know, it felt weird. It was it was bittersweet in some respects. I mean, the, the, the most bittersweet part was I get to wrestle Brian Fury, who, uh, you know, one of my best friends in wrestling and somebody who I've had numerous good matches with, but then again, it was for the last time, for real this time, for, yes. real, for realsies. Uh-huh. There will there will be no more. Um, we had we had fun. We had a we had a great match. I mean, I, the door's open now for me to go back to chaotic. I think I just don't think it's going to ever be on a regular basis again. For I don't know for whatever reason, um, you know. But it was good to be back. It was good to kind of put a close to some of the not so nice feelings um, that have been felt over the last nine months. Some parties would have you believe it's only on my end that there were there were ill feelings, but I think... Why are you looking at me like that? that no, not you. Oh, okay. uh, some parties there, um, but there were ill feelings on both, and I think it was good for us to get away from each other for a bit. I think it was the best thing that ever happened to me as far as wrestling goes. I talked to a, a good friend of ours last night who was in attendance at the show, and that's the first thing he said to me after the match or, you know, after the show we talked and he said, that was the smartest thing you ever did was get away from here for a bit because he felt like uh, I've transformed completely. And yeah, I'd gotten really, really heavy and I'd gotten really, really complacent and I went out and I've gone different places and I've wrestled different people and have some different experiences. Um, so it's fun now to come back as a, a bit of a different person and kind of show how I, I've evolved as a person. From the people in the back to the fans, I got a lot of, you know, when you're coming back, when you're coming back, when you're coming back. Well, that's not up to me. I mean, it is, I guess, a little bit, but you right. know, but uh, you have to be asked back. Right now, there, I do not have any future dates planned for Chaotic Wrestling. If they were to ask me, I'd be happy to uh, to talk about it, and I would love to be back. Um, but if you're a fan of Chaotic Wrestling uh, and you want to see the Kingpin there. Tweet at him. I don't know. Same thing if you want. To, if you're if you're a fan of mine and you want to see me in a promotion that I'm not currently wrestling, tweet at him. Facebook him. As with any wrestlers you want to see, uh, not just myself, but any guys out there, if you want to see them go wrestle in a certain place because that's the place you like to go to the most, tweet at that promotion. Any smart promotion is going to listen to what the fans want. You would think, right? Mm-hmm. Perhaps not not WWE at times. Oh but, boy. <laughs> no, I'm kidding. I'm not. We're not. We're not that sh- type of show. Um, as for the match, though, I mean, of all the guys I've ever wrestled, I think the best chemistry I, I ever had is with is with Brian. I've wrestled Handsome, or I wrestled Warbeard more than Fury, but I think the best chemistry I've had with anybody is, is with Fury. I think every time we go out there, it's a good match. Um, I think the fans were, were thoroughly entertained. Uh, and Was I, it Baby Baby, or were you the heel? I might have been the aggressor during the match from bell to bell. Right. Um, but I, How did uh, the fans react to you? Uh, they cheered when I came out. They booed me throughout the course of the match. And then uh, when me and Brian embraced at the end, uh, uh, there was lots of love in the room. So it was, uh, yeah, it was a good time. Uh, I may have tapped out, I think, for the first time ever in Chaotic Wrestling. What? Yeah, I tapped out, Mike, to the branding iron. Holy Moses. Yeah, Stop the presses. I, yeah, I don't think I've, I, I was trying to think about it. And I don't know if, I don't know if I've ever tapped out, like, anywhere. Like, well, and, and that's you're very I, protective of yourself. Well, I, I, it's, I just... <laughs> You know, even if, if I wrestle a guy who has a submission, it's tough to put a submission on me. I'm a freaking big dude. Yeah. Um, I, I'm not saying that I definitely haven't ever tapped out. 
you know, for the finish of a match, but I I don't remember it if I have. If somebody out there remembers it or has seen a video or has wrestled me, you know, let me know. But I don't remember it. But uh So I called you the conqueror, but you are like probably the exact opposite of the conqueror. <laughs> Tapping out. Oh my goodness. Yeah, I'm a disgrace. You're gonna kick Shameful. me off the podcast now? Yes. All right, I was very diplomatic, Mike. Is that okay? Yes. Now I'm not gonna cost you the the real reason here, folks, is uh what? Mike's looking to get himself back in. He's got that one date and he's looking to parlay <laughs> that into future booking so he doesn't want me to say anything too controversial oh come on but i am gonna back up my damn tweets mike the tweets that have upset you and made you feel uncomfortable Not upset uh, made you feel uncomfortable well yeah that's, that's... i don't need chaotic wrestling just like they don't need me nope like it's a mutually beneficial relationship i've done pretty damn well since leaving there i just i have and i think the things that have happened gave me the chip on my shoulder to actually say hey i need to start taking this seriously again and I do feel like they're the place that gave up on me. Maybe not, you know, maybe it's not unjustified. But regardless, they still gave up on me. So I stand by my tweets. But that, is that are those awful things to say? I guess Am not. I burying anybody? I guess not. No. I would love, bottom line, I had a great time. I'd love to be back. So if, they, if they'll have me at some point, if, if they can find a place on the card to squeeze the old kingpin in, you know, I'm happy to go back. If they can't, we'll both live. <laughs> we will. Why is it bad to say? I can see the look <laughs> on your face. Why is that bad to say? Do they? I, I don't need them, right? Is that a fair statement? I guess not. Yes, not. <laughs> Why is that not a fair statement? That's a fair statement. Okay, and they don't need me. Again, fair statement? Yeah. Both of us will survive independent of one another. Yes. However, if there's a situation where it's mutually beneficial to us... I would love to be back. Oh, all right. All right. You said let's is, that a, like, is that a better way to finish uh, it? All right. Thank you, Michael. <laughs> I'm glad I've appeased you. Thank you. Um, well, Catech Wrestling, you, you know, you've had a, a long career, and there's been many iterations of Brian Malonis. And on something extra, this week, there's actually a tie in the vote. Uh, one of the topics is favorite promos, and the other was... The many gimmicks of Brian Malonis. So, I mean, I guess we'll have to get into both of these since it was a tie in the in the vote. But uh, that's something extra, which will be on Thursday of this week, right there on your podcast feed. So, I guess look out for that. What, do you have a little preview? Uh, oh, geez, geez, I wonder what name <laughs> you're going to want to talk about, you prick. <laughs> I'm going to need your help. I, Are you going to bring on Tom Lawler uh, <laughs> as a special guest <laughs> on the uh, on the on the uh, something extra? I might have put a couple feelers out. <laughs> good lord no i've had uh i think it's that's kind of the running joke for a long time was the many names of malonis and maybe the many names that weren't to be yes <laughs> all right so we'll get into that on thursday so look out for that uh, thank you for downloading this podcast and new content is released twice a week monday for the full episodes and thursday for those bonus episodes they're on itunes podbean stitcher google play music tune in radio and, of course, at bdaradio.com. And if you're listening to us right now on the podcast radio network, thanks for tuning in, and we'd love to hear what you think. Tweet us at the WPAN. You can find us on the podcast radio network each and every Tuesday at 10 p.m. Eastern. Go to podcastradionetwork.net for more. And thank you once again to everyone who is using those three S's. That is share, subscribe, and star ratings. Everyone, our listeners, uh, friends, fellow podcasters who have shared the show on Twitter and Facebook, 
So much appreciated. And thanks especially to those who have rated and reviewed the show on iTunes. And later in the show, we will pick the winner of the Kingpin Combo Pack. Yes, there will be a winner named from the people who have rated and reviewed us on iTunes. As soon as you hand me $25, Michael. Oh, come on. <laughs> 8x10 and t-shirt of the Kingpin Brian Malonis. We will name the winner a little later on in the show. But coming up today on the Wrestling Podcast About Nothing... It is the long-anticipated return of America's segment, Brian. <sighs> the Dirt Sheet Shuffle is back after a long hiatus. Are you saying the Dirt Sheet Shuffle was on an extended hiatus from the podcast? It was indeed, <laughs> and it will be back. Plus, we'll give you some Merv Griffin time, a promo about nothing, and a whole lot more. But first, let's talk about the newest addition, Brian, to the WWE programming lineup. 205 Live made its debut this past Tuesday on the WWE Network. And let's talk a little bit about these cruiserweights, Brian. I had talked about on the Survivor Series episode that I did with Tony S. and Chip, of course, about this notion of keeping the cruiserweights separate from the rest of the roster. There have been a lot of talk on other podcasts and stuff like that about people saying, that's why these cruiserweights aren't getting over. You got to integrate them more into the show. Forget the purple ropes. Integrate them into the show. And then at Survivor Series, we saw Baron Corbin come out and destroy both Kalisto and Brian Kendrick. And I said, see, that's what you get when you mix everything together, put the heavyweights in with the cruiserweights, and you have to keep them separate. That is my contention this entire time all the way through. But it's not like it can't be done. It's just WWE won't do it or has an inability to do it. But I, I think it could be done. I mean, WCW in the heyday of Nitro proved that you could have cruiserweights and the cruiserweight division could flourish and establish stars just integrated into the regular programming. However, WWE doesn't, doesn't really like that. Like So in this instance, this is where I agree with you. I think for the purposes of WWE, yeah, I think they need to separate them because if not, you're just going to get more and more of Baron Corbin comes down and annihilates four little guys like that because that's the WWE has always been the land of the Giants. Yeah, so 205 Live uh, kicked off this week, but it appears they will still be on Raw on Monday nights and they've been on for the past couple months. The Cruiserweight Experiment, Brian, do you think it's overall a success or a failure so far? I think it's been a success so far. I, I, I don't think what's transpired on Raw uh, has completely overshadowed the obviously obvious success of the Cruiserweight Classic. The 205 thing, well, I, I don't know how much legs this is going to have. I really don't. Because now you're talking about, is it too much? It's, I mean, it's only an hour program. But is, now you're overexposing the Cruiserweight. They're going to have three matches every week on 205 Live. Now they might have one or two segments on Raw as well. Are you overexposing this now? Is it becoming too gimmicky or too much of a novelty, you know? I have to disagree. The Cruiserweights, I think, has been a failure so far on Raw. They haven't connected with the people. If you look at the crowds, you hear, listen to the crowds when they're on Raw. It's just like, the you know, hear a pin drop. There's tumbleweed going through the, well, the uh, arena. You know, largely it's it's because they've established the cruiserweights as a whole. But what do you know about the guys? You yeah. know, like like Rich Swan, I think is has started to make a connection with the crowd. Mm -hmm. I mean, we'll we'll get into the episode, but um, I think it's obvious Rich Swan has made a connection. That's because there's something there to him. There's you know there's a reason to be 
invested in him. They, they're giving you his backstory a little bit. He's got the dancing and the personality. Some of the other guys, like I'm a big fan of Tony Nese, but they haven't exactly given you a lot of reason to invest in Tony Nese other than, okay, here's this, here's this wrestler. Like, so if you're a live audience member, you know, I, I don't know. So, I mean, I guess, you, you know, I'm with you there. I just don't think it's completely overshadowed the Cruiserweight Classic, at least in my opinion. I still think, I still think it's not a failure, totally. I think they can go in the right direction. Yeah, I mean, I guess calling it a failure is maybe overstating it. Just so far, it hasn't connected the way everyone, I'm sure, would have hoped. See, and here's where integrating them could be good. They keep it at, I, I, I don't remember, and correct me if I'm wrong, when, when WCW was having the success of the Cruiserweights, it wasn't like they just marketed and branded the Cruiserweights, right? Am I right there, or am I wrong? Am I misremembering? I think they kind of. Um, I mean, they'd always have Mike Tanay come out and join the commentary team to give his special insight, because he know more about like you know the Lucha Libre guys and stuff like that. So I think there was a little bit... A separation there, but obviously they didn't change the ropes and the right. turnbuckles and Which, stuff like I, that. Again, I, that, to me, that stuff is foolish. I, I think it's just un, it's unnecessary. I think they toned them down on Raw is also a big problem. Right? They just toned these guys way down. Which, like, just if you're going to have these guys, don't make them do the the traditional WWE TV style. Just let them be them. Let them go out and 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 do. WWE has a style. And for somebody, and, and you know this from being mm-hmm. exposed to the, the training camps we've been to and tryouts and being at TV, WWE trains in a certain way. They want guys to wrestle in a certain way. It's a TV style. I think Steve Austin always calls it a pro, a pro style. Um, and they want the show to build to, they don't want anything to overshadow the main event of the show. Right. But they have to get kind of past that. They want these guys to flourish, I think. And if you want the stuff that on like the indie level or like or like the Ring of Honor level even that's getting over, I think you have to let these guys just go out and do. And it, is it going to philosophically make sense with everything that WWE traditionally is? No, absolutely not. It's not going to be. However, what what are you looking to do here? Like, are you looking to really let these guys shine and do what they do? Because you always make fun of me for when I talk about when WWE hires like a bigger guy. And it's like, oh, let's hire this. Let's hire this big guy because he's he's different. He's big. Da, 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 da. And then inevitably they lose interest or he gets punished for being exactly what he was when they signed him. Yeah, the the one I always point <laughs> to was uh, the blue meanie. His entire gimmick was that he was an overweight guy wearing little shorts and a half t shirt. And then the edict came down that the blue meanie has to lose weight. It's like you hired this guy because that, his entire gimmick is that he's an overweight guy who could do a moonsault and he's dressed like a buffoon. But you, like, you've got to lose weight. Yeah, and it's just that, that traditionally they do stuff like that. I don't, I don't understand it. Uh, if, you're, if you're signing Tony Nese and Drew Gulak and Rich Swan and TJ Perkins, let them be them. Let them wrestle the style that they were wrestling on the indies. I mean, maybe you, know, you refine stuff, but essentially I think you let these guys be themselves and... And is it going to be for everybody? No. It's not going to be for everybody. It's not going to connect with a portion of the WWE audience. But I, I think they could really establish some stars there if you let these guys shine and be themselves. Yeah, I, don't, I certainly don't think there are any of those restrictions on the Cruiserweight Classic. I think they will continue to be some sort of restrictions on Raw. But I think the fact that they gave them their own show, again, uh, ongoing with 205 Live, I think those restrictions will kind of be 
lifted once again or at least loosened do you know what i mean right i mean i just I, again i i think it's essentially a fourth wwe brand now with nxt yeah, guess, raw, raw and smackdown uh, but now again i think i think you're starting to it's i think it might start to become overexposure i really do uh, we'll see. Maybe, uh, maybe I'm gonna be wrong. Uh, if it for my personal days, I'd rather just see them on Raw and just let them be them. I think that would be the best thing for everybody. But you know, if the market is there for them to have this WWE, and they and they need content for WWE Network, so I don't know how much more content the audience can be expected to consume. But you know, I think ultimately the long term success would or better plan would just let them be them and just be on Raw, which is their biggest platform that WWE has. Uh, yeah, I just don't think that raw, that philosophy, I don't think will be tampered with. I, yeah, of, yeah, you're. I mean, you're you're right. I mean, I, but I would much rather see them start out with the cruiserweights opening the show, having a killer match, high flying, exciting, let them do their thing, than the inevitable ten to twenty minute friggin' droning promo that has you never talked about this before. Uh, a couple of, th- of authority figures. And it just it's become such a formula with Raw. It's just like I would love to see them. I would love it if the next six months they just opened up with a cruiserweight match every single time. Every single Raw. And just no restrictions on the guys. Just go ham. Have at it. Fast forward to three months later. Every week, twenty minute cruiserweight match to start the no, show. I'm not saying twenty minute cruiserweight <laughs> match. I'm just, I, I'm a, I'm a big proponent of. I mean, I guess it's different on the indies rather than TV. But if you're sitting there waiting to watch wrestling, I just give them, give people, like, give the people wrestling. You know, when I was booking, I would never start like a. And, and again, indie event is a different animal than. Uh, it's not. I'm not comparing apples to apples here. But if you have an audience, both on television and that's sitting there waiting for wrestling, give them wrestling. There's plenty of time. There's three hours to fill. You can you can fill up an hour of, of promo time over the course of that three hours. Just I think it would energize the crowd too if if it were you know this exciting fun match. Well, speaking of starting the show, Tony has segue there. Um, <laughs> what do you think about the way they started the two hundred five live show with the Bollywood Boys versus Drew Gulak? And Tony Nice. I didn't think it was the best idea for the first match to kick off uh, 205 Live. What do you think? No, I mean, I mean, am I, am I wrong in saying the Bollywood Boys feel like some sort of weird ripoff of the Young Bucks or something? Like, I, I don't know. They're a weird something. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> um, I mean, they, again, at least they gave you the background of their story. Yeah. Uh, but I, I think I would have gone with a more established. I think I would have gone with like, you know, TJ Perkins versus Tony Nese or something like that in the, I mean, if I'm fantasy booking now here for a moment, I think I would have gone with maybe a little more established guys in that in that opening match. I mean, the match is good. I thought the match was, was really good. I mean, I think, like, I'm a big fan of Tony Nese and I really like Drew Gulak. I'm not, you know, completely familiar with the Bollywood boys, but I, th- I thought they were good. But yeah, I think you're right. It was just, eh, okay. <laughs> I mean, you get someone like Grandma Talik, who's a very dynamic guy. I think you, you throw someone like him out there, first thing. I mean, let's, let's talk about this. They're live after two hours of SmackDown is uh, live on USA. So this is like the third hour of programming that these fans... How long is this going to last, by the way, the yeah. live being at 205 live like yeah so the crowd i uh, mean the reports the crowd a lot of the crowd was leaving they seemed tired i mean they got him back in the main event of the show but a lot of the time this place was a ghost town you couldn't really hear you could hear single people in the crowd saying things during the show 
I think, as you said, yeah, I don't think it's going to last. I think even though it's 205 live, quote unquote, I think they're going to push this to before SmackDown, start off the show, the live show with that, and then have SmackDown afterwards. But for now, yeah, this I guess they're going to try this. And we'll I'm just do sure. tapings at full sale. I think the uh, part of the appeal of the Cruiserweight Classic was, was the full sale crowd and the way they reacted to things. When you see an excited crowd on TV, I think that can translate to excitement while you're watching. Yeah, they've just handcuffed themselves in a certain way just by saying 205 Live. If they do it on Tuesday, but it's a couple hours tape delayed, I think they could still kind of, they have a little breathing room to get away with that. (laughs) But I think like doing five hour TV tapings of 205 Live, I don't think they can do that really and still call it live. (laughs) How about this? How about some of the, and I wish I would have written down the exact quotes. Some of the uncomfortable ethnic jokes being made on by the commentary team during this opening match. For the Bollywood boys, yeah. <laughs> yeah. I think Mauro Nalo was, was actually getting quite uncomfortable. He went silent like twice. Yes, Austin Aries <laughs> had a couple of uh, comments that were just completely ignored and brushed off <laughs> about like running wa- having running water yeah, and stuff like that like yeah in- indoor plumbing yes and- <laughs> yeah <laughs> austin aries was kind of routinely ignored for every comment like this he made uh, early on in the show i didn't understand his addition i, I mean it's like it's like the three-man booth friggin' mandatory now is that apparently like- yeah they announced more ronaldo and Corey graves when they announced 205 live but yeah as you mentioned Austin Aries, who is currently recovering from uh, a knee to the face by Shinsuke Nakamura, he is, yeah, not in the ring, so he was assigned to be the third man in the booth for 205 Live. If I, if I worked for WWE as an in-ring talent, and then all of a sudden they started having me commentate, I'd be petrified, because I'm like, oh man, they don't want me to wrestle anymore. That's just, I feel like that's usually the kiss of death in WWE when you're an in-ring talent, and then all of a sudden you're commentating. If you look at guys like Roddy Piper, Macho Man, Mr. Perfect, that was all the beginning of the end for all of those guys in, in WWE. That's true. But uh, I don't know. We'll see what happens. I mean, Austin Aries kind of teasing that he's going to join the Cruiserweight division when he's back. So we'll have to keep an eye out on that. Let's talk about the presentation of the show, Brian. I would say very similar to the Cruiserweight Classic, which was a success, especially to many of the hardcore fans out there. They did the handshakes, which they did the Cruiserweight Classic post-match interviews similar to uh mma and stuff like that how strange was the the niece gulak yes. <laughs> interview? yes it was it was like they were totally caught off guard and they didn't know like what to do what to say what to, like the ropes are greased and the, the ring was wet or whatever yeah gulak says oh bollywood's not even a place do you even know where they're from to the interviewer who was never really named and there's like a three or four second pause where she's like uh, and then she just stuck the microphone <laughs> in Tony Nese's face. Yes, it was very, uh, very strange and awkward. But I mean, it's a different way to present the show, which separates it from the run of the mill, which is, I guess, a good thing. I mean, yeah, that part of it's good. But I mean, I don't. They need someone who can actually conduct an interview. <laughs> I, I, I was entertained by the show. I will say that it's 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 a fast hour. It went by. I don't know if people can hear me snap. I don't know why yes. I snapped there. We're in a podcast, <laughs> but um. I mean, it, it was it flew by. It was it was an entertaining show. I mean, I really, I, I really enjoyed it. Certainly, I hope, I hope it's not coming across like I'm negative about this show or, right. or anything like that. Like I really, I really enjoyed it. The overall point is, it's the, the cruiserweight stuff is just not as fulfilling as the cruiserweight classic as a whole was. Right, and I think as you mentioned, like 
anything you can do to recreate that Cruiserweight Classic feel would be a good thing. I think, as you said, going to full sale would be a good thing and probably save a lot. Um, well, I don't know if it would save a lot in production costs to do it at full sale and tape three or four weeks at a time. But, I mean, they're going to try this and we'll see what happens. Yeah, I mean, ho- hopefully it works. I mean, sometimes the track record with WWE is they go with something for a little bit, they go hard with it, and then it doesn't instantly get over and the plug is just pulled. And, you know, I just hope this doesn't turn into all of a sudden we're seeing all these guys that they signed just used as enhancement talent for guys twice their size right right that is the worst case scenario uh what do you think about i mean you talked about how these guys come out on raw and people are not connecting with them because they don't really know who they are the personality profiles they had for bollywood boys they had them for noam dar lince dorado uh, rich swan of course i mean I, that's that's what you need yeah you, you gotta give the audience a reason to be to be invested with them and if you're going to tone them down in the ring, you got to, you got to. I mean, some of the guys, I think, if they just took the reins off, they could, they could get over really just by their, you know, some of the stuff like Grand Metalik can do. Like, I mean, that could, that would just, if he comes out two or three weeks in a row on Raw and he's doing all this, you know, crazy stuff, people are going to take notice. But yeah, another way to get people invested is give them, give them a story. <laughs> like, right. Um, I think that again, that's why I think people like, like Rich Swan. People liked his, I've started to like his character. His music is very catchy. I watched, you know, I, I, I've been uh, doing laundry and all this stuff around the house this morning, Mike, and in my head the entire time. <laughs> you handle this. Can you handle this. Yeah, it's in my head. Like, <laughs> it's, very, it's very catchy. He does the dance. Uh, and now you're, he's given, he has the tragic backstory and mm-hmm. pulling himself, you know, from, from just a very tragic. Um, he lost both of his parents by the age 16. Yeah, yeah. And, and he said he went down a dark path, and, and now look at him. I think that's the reason people get invested in him. Like, yeah, this guy's entertaining, and wow, that's his story. Like, so I, I think the crowd is starting to get invested in Rich Swan. And while we've seen the cruiserweight title bounce already a little bit, I don't, I don't think anybody's connected with T.J. Perkins. I think that's why maybe they made that switch fairly quickly. I don't, I don't know if he was connecting, and not that they gave the audience a reason to connect. Uh, and Brian Kendrick's Brian Kendrick. I mean, I think the crowd is familiar with him, so I don't know how much establishment they, they have to do with him i think people are still familiar with brian kendrick but you know was it you that said rich swan right was that your breakout yes it was guy very well because i I think now i think the cruiserweight championship has found a home for a little bit i think hope so i i really do i i think i think uh rich swan has the potential to be like a really big star for them um i wouldn't be surprised to see some merchandise for him soon yeah all right we'll get into that main event in just a second but um we talked about Grandma Talik a minute ago, and they had a big uh, video package saying Grandma Talik coming soon. But they had like a little roll call at the beginning of the show with all the guys coming out on the stage, and he was there. So he's not coming soon. He was there. <laughs> <laughs> you saw that, right? What an expense for, for WWE to fly all of these guys in to use six or eight of them. Yes. <laughs> like... It's a little weird. Uh, okay, let's move on to your boy. I forget whether we talked about it on the show or beforehand. Jack Gallagher. Beforehand, we did. Yes. Yes. Let's talk about someone. I mean, he didn't have a personality profile. He just came out there basically cold and got himself over, right? Yeah. I mean, again, you can can connect one of two ways, either with a story or just in the ring. And he gives a very different presentation. He's, He's different than anything they have. He's different than any of the other cruiserweights. Just very entertaining guy. A guy who is probably going to be a big star uh, with them just because of how different he is. 
He feels like what the uh, what like the vaude villain should be. <laughs> right, right, right. Yeah, I mean, he tied um, Arya Davari in a knot in the ring, and then just kind of backed off and just let him sit yeah, there. Yeah, you try don't to... see that stuff in WWE. Yeah. It was great. Yeah, it's very, very different. Um, and Arya Davari, I just want to say, when they did the roll call at the beginning and all the characters, just him in like the Iron Sheik headdress in 2016. Almost like yelling at the crowd, like "America, screw yeah. you!" Yeah, it just seemed like a stuck out like a sore thumb to me. It's like mandatory. Same to you? It's mandatory with WWE. They have uh, a character of like Iranian descent, uh, or, or you know, or Middle Eastern descent. They must wear some form of headgear and and be anti-American. And he may very well have wore that in the Indies, and if he did. Let us know. Tweet us at the WPAN. But yeah, it just seemed out of place in that lineup of, I did, of talent. I did enjoy Aria Davari, brother of WWE superstar Davari. Yes. <laughs> <laughs> he couldn't say his first name. Yeah, no. <laughs> but yeah, that's a guy we have to keep an eye on, Jack Gallagher. Extremely entertaining. He is the extraordinary gentleman and hopefully a lot more coming from him. All right, let's talk about the main event. It was for the Cruiserweight title. The Brian Kendrick versus Rich Swan, and something that annoyed me that's kind of been something that I was taught in wrestling. They both had pink and black on. Yeah, I did this, notice this, that. This, I did notice that. I don't know if it was just us, but you know, back in my day, they'd say, hey, what color are you wearing tonight? And then they'd wear a different color, so they weren't wearing the same. But they both came out, they both had pink and black on, and it kind of annoyed me a little bit. Well, this is your old curmudgeon uh personality coming through here i think mike i guess so <laughs> and, and speaking of gear no it did not say anal on rich swan's gear did you notice this uh i didn't think it said anal i didn't know what it said but <laughs> it said a n l but <laughs> when i first oh, saw it's an abbreviation for anal <laughs> when i first saw it i said why does this gear say anal but i i believe that stands for let's keep it clean mike <laughs> let's keep it family friendly i believe that stands for all night long which originally on the indies I mean, you talked about his song can you handle this originally his song on the indies was all night long by lionel richie oh, and he would come out to that that'd be tremendous if they could get the uh, license the rights, for that yes. i love but, from lionel richie of course but uh, i think that's what the nl means but yeah if anyone thought uh, it was something a little more uh, scandalous that's, no that's perverse it is scandalous. It is scandalous. It is. No, it's not. It's not scandalous. It's, it's save, not. Your, save your singing for later. <laughs> it's ANL. Okay, and he is the outlandish Rich Swan. I yeah, just I, don't, say. I don't really like that. No, you know, I'm not, not a fan feeling of that. that. So the, the crowd. I just. It's like. Oh, he does like. You know, he has the dance and the way he has the flashy gear and some of the stuff he does. I don't then need them to tell me he's outlandish. <laughs> <laughs> stupid that's like you like if you were started announcing yourself as the grumpy mike crockett like <laughs> just your personality like Come speaks on. of it i you know i don't i don't need them to i don't need you to tell me that oh my goodness all right so the crowd as you mentioned the crowd woke up for this match i mean it was dead a lot of a lot of the time on the show but the crowd definitely got into this there were a couple of high angle drops on the back of the guys heads and necks <laughs> that uh, were frightening to me you yeah, I mean, but it's the, yeah, I think, you know, going out on these shows every weekend and you see some of these guys and I think inevitably three or four times a show, I'm like, guys come back. I'm like, oh, are you okay? Oh, are you okay? Yeah. You know, and it's just, I, I don't understand it. Everybody's going to have shorter careers. I'm, I'm, I'm not going to join the movement of, 
hey, drop me on my head tonight. But it's a thing, Mike. It's a thing. Oh, boy. You think people would learn, these kids today. (laughs) Back in my day. Yeah. All right. So in the end, uh, there are three spinning back kicks from Rich Swan, and he got the three count, and he is the cruiserweight champion. And how about him kicking out of uh, the you know, slice, slice bread, bread off from the top? The top. Yes. <laughs> ridiculous. Yes, but uh, yeah. In the end, he persevered and he got the win. Rich Swan is your cruiserweight champion. And I, th- I think Brian Kendrick is the perfect antagonist right now for for the entire division. Yeah, I think he's yeah. a good centerpiece. You know, as lead antagonist for the cruiserweight division. He's an established guy. He's a veteran. He can kind of lead the guys you know in the ring where a lot of these guys also too might not be so familiar with working tv brian kendrick has obviously been there so from a very real sense and then also i think from a guy who can carry it standpoint i think he's a really good choice to be and then grant i get he's older i know that kind of bothers you where this is supposed to be fresh and young and brian yeah kendrick, i was down on it but brian I've, kendrick kind of come older. around yeah i think i think he's a perfect he's he's perfect for that role right now until until they get somebody else uh you know established as a centerpiece all right guys let us know what you think about the cruiserweights where they are now and where you think they'll go going forward tweet us at the wpan facebook.com also you can go to facebook.com slash the wpan let us know what you think about 205 live about the cruiserweights overall and uh we'll discuss with you on the tweeter on the facebook and speaking of interacting, Brian, it is Merv Griffin time here on the Wrestling Podcast About Nothing, named for Brian's favorite episode of our favorite show, that is Seinfeld. This is our chance to sit down with the listeners and talk. We talk to you, and most importantly, you talk to us. We burned our voicemail last week on Something Extra Brian with uh, Mike Mills. Oh, boy. So no voicemails, but we want to hear from you, folks. Call 401-584-9726. That's 401-584-WPAN. Leave a voicemail. We will play it on the podcast. If you want it even easier for you, go to facebook.com slash the WPAN on your phone. And after you click like, click the big blue call now button. You'll be connected directly to the voicemail line. You can leave your message. We will play it right here. And the other way to participate, of course, on MGT is using our hashtag on Twitter hashtag WPAN. I had a bit of like a live uh, segment of Merv Griffin time at the Chaotic Wrestling Show. Mike, you I some fans up, there you interacted yeah, with? Yeah, I met up uh, with Stephen Page, HHH guy, 2004, and his dad was also there, was also a listener. Uh, T-Hog, uh, our executive... TK, yes. Yeah, our TK, our uh, executive producer. Yes. Uh, <laughs> met up with him, uh, and I love it. If, yeah, if you're a listener of the show and I'm on a show, yeah, come up, talk to me. Let me know what you think. We love the feedback and just really appreciate people taking the time each week to, to listen to us and not, yeah, come out. And uh, Mike's not so friendly if you meet him and oh, him in person. but I'm shy. Uh, yeah, if I'm out selling merch at these shows or whatever, you know, come up, say hi, say hello. Let me hear what you think. Maybe we'll take a picture like me and Steven did, you know, at the Chaotic Show. You can find that on Twitter as well. Okay. Pop Culture Cosmos, Brian. You and I appeared on Pop Culture Cosmos yes. with uh, Gerald Glassford. And we're actually on again this week and it'll be on... The podcast radio network on Monday, if you're listening to us on Monday, will be on tonight at 10 p.m. So check that out. We're talking this week about TNA, NXT, a bunch of different things. Thanks to Pop Culture Cosmos for having us on at Pulp Culture Cosmo on Twitter. And thank you very much. Little Mike Mills, Brian. We've, uh, you, you've had a battle <laughs> with Mike Mills recently. 
Well, first he gives you a compliment. He says, Brian Malonis's thoughts on Brock Goldberg match and the internet wrestling community not being happy are spot on. But then, of course, he heard last week something extra about all-time favorite tag teams. And he says that you only get a pass with that demolition nonsense because you trained Sasha Banks. Otherwise, <laughs> otherwise you committed blasphemy. <laughs> Go back and listen to something extra. We used to talk about our all-time favorite tag teams with a special guest appearance by Mike Mills. He's from New Orleans. He's well-steeped in Southern wrestling. And of course, wrestling. We, yes, we are from the Northeast. So there's a little bit of uh, discrepancy there. Well, between I was thinking us. about, you know, uh, turning on, uh, you know, the latest, uh, you know, NWA product. But, uh, you know, I, it's the darndest thing, Mike. I can't find them on TV anymore. What happened? Oh, Brian. <laughs> <laughs> All right. I love you, Mike Mills. But we are going to debate sports entertainment versus wrestling someday. You know what they're doing on Booking the Territory this week, Brian? What are they doing? The top five Ric Flair opponents. Wow. Maybe Macho Man's going to be on there from, uh, from WrestleMania 8, right? I'm guessing it's probably not. It's probably going to be all NWA guys. Well, I'm, I'm sure, sure what Ricky Steamboat will be on there three times. Harley Race. Uh, <laughs> check out a, check out Booking the Territory Pro Wrestling Podcast. They Ma- are- hey, matches nobody saw until WWF brought out the. Uh, no, I'm the kidding. Network. I'm kidding. Uh, no, the the the, the Ric Flair collection. Okay, <laughs> they are at BTT underscore Podcast on Twitter, and you can find them wherever you get your podcasts. So check out Booking the Territory. John Morse is he's. <laughs> I don't want to know how Todd Sinclair feels about this. We've talked about win a date with Todd Sinclair for a number of weeks now. Kind of in a holding pattern as we wait for Daniel Bryan to... Speaking of failures. Oh, come on. (laughs) And uh, every time Todd has posted, John has posted a response. Like, he posted something about Carino and John Morse tweets, Will he help with win a date with Todd Sinclair? There's a poster of Kyle O'Reilly with the Statue of Liberty because you know the show's in New York, and he says the battle between Adam Cole versus the Statue of Liberty for hashtag Win a Date with Todd Sinclair. He is he's all over this. And I just <laughs> want to know. I wonder how Todd is feeling about this annoyance. Be very, I'm sure he's very upset. <laughs> well, thanks very much, John Morse, for keeping hope alive with Win a Date with Todd Sinclair. Chip K. Fabe checked in at Chip K. CTB, my good friend, a past guest when we talked about the Survivor Series. He says to you, don't worry, Brian. Next time, I'll make sure Mike and Tony quit talking makeup so much. <laughs> yeah, you know, I looked at the original rundown sheet for this week, and you wanted to talk again about uh, Nia Jax's makeup. And <laughs> I, 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 yeah. You mixed it, yes. yes. <laughs> so, uh, Executive veto there. <laughs> I mean, Chip's the one who came up with the uh, makeup enthusiast thing, but let's, uh, that's neither here nor there. Check out the Check in the Boots podcast at Referee Tony as at Chip K C T B. Uh, they're doing the podcast challenge series. We're giving our picks. I am tied oh, for we the. We're gonna do that this week, don't yes. we? Yes, <laughs> I am tied for the lead with one Tony, who is the person putting this all together. So I'm not so you know maybe there's some nefarious things going on. And Brian, you were kind of near the bottom. You were uh, one in five in your picks. Goodness. So you're tied with Chip. Do I get credit for some of the other things I've uh, prognosticated though? No. Not I told all. you my golf here, but I got I got another one, man. I got another one for the Royal Rumble. Shinsuke Nakamura will be in the Royal Rumble, Mike. He'll be in the Royal Rumble. He'll be in the Royal Rumble match, yes. All right, we'll mark that down. We'll mark that down. All right, at S. Bacabella. Sidney Bacabella, Brian. Yes. He is the manager 
of Max Smashmaster, our guest last week. He says, I listened. I should have put my money on Malonis years ago. He probably would have put me over better on the radio. <laughs> By the way, great radio show. Thank you, Sydney, very much. I don't know how a guy of I saw your- Sydney Bacabella on, the, on Thanksgiving Eve. Oh, really? Yes. Uh, I'm not sure how he listened. I don't, I don't think he has an iPhone. I think he's still dealing with a rotary phone. But uh, thanks for listening. Of course, TK, you mentioned him a number of times. He said he's thinking about last week's mention of the rich New England wrestling history. Who would you put as the top four on a New England Mount Rushmore for wrestling? Any thoughts? Oh, I mean, myself, clearly. Oh, Jesus Christ. <laughs> I don't know from what, from what standpoint, though. I mean, I'm, I'm getting, I mean, we're talking about like founding fathers like Tony Rumble. Who would you think kind of led the way Kowalski, for New England wrestling? I mean, got to be Kowalski, right? I mean, yeah. got to be Walter. I mean, he would be first and foremost there. I, I mean, do you work the Savoldis in there? I mean, because they've done a lot for New England wrestling. Would Jamie, Jamie, Jamie McCausey going to be mad if we leave him off? <laughs> <laughs> I, I, might, um, I might leave him off. Would you put like a lobster man, Jeff Costa? Would he be there? And you think about the, like the original trainers around New yeah. England, the guys that like set up so many guys for success down the road. Would it be him? Would it be like a Steve Bradley? Would he be up there? Tony I, Rumble? Yeah, there's lot. I guess there's lots of guys. I mean, even even Mike Hollow, you know, right. my trainer. Yeah, I think Walter is the one like unquestioned. Yeah. Like Walter is He's there. He's the peak. He's the peak. Y- of the yeah, I mean, I mean, just Walter probably. Single handedly just started is, the whole scene. Yeah, is is literally responsible for. I mean, New England's become like a hotbed yeah. uh, of guys that have uh, established themselves on a national level in a big way. And the kind of the foundation of all of that is Walter Kowalski and him basing his school in Malden, Massachusetts, because that spurred lots of other different schools, lots of other different talent in the area, lots of people to come here to train because of you know the explosion that happened in new england once you guys out there try to give us yeah. a little help here uh, at the wpan use the hashtag wpan what do you think our new england uh, contingent who do you think would be on the mount rushmore for wrestling in new england to let us know what you think thanks to everyone who's a part of broker for time this week we look forward to talking to you on twitter about all these different subjects and of course getting in those voicemails and we'll bring you the best of it next week on the wrestling podcast about nothing Brian, as you know, I have no problem admitting this. I love the dirt sheets. That's what some people call the insider wrestling newsletters and news sites. The dirt sheets. That's what I do. Gotta check the dirt sheets. Love a good sheet. I've been knee deep in this stuff since the day I found out they existed. But you, Brian, not so much. So with that in mind, I present to you for the first time in a couple months. The WPAN's most requested segment. It's America's game, Brian. We're doing the dirt sheet shuffle. Oh, there it is. There it is. There it is. We've talked about this. The budget BDA Radio has allocated us doesn't really allow for uh, much. um, Maybe we'll have a budget explosion soon, Mike. You never know, right? Yeah, you never know. We don't have a lot of bells and whistles here, so we got to provide our own <laughs> noises and music and such. But we're fine with that. We're fine with well, for now. We're fine with that. You're providing lots of noises emanating from your body before we went live here. Thank you very much. <laughs> <laughs> That's what you got to do sometimes. 
All right, Brian, we, there was some conjecture about this the last time we did this as to how many times we've done this and what your record is. I did some research, and we have done this five times before now. Okay. And your record is three and two. <laughs> all right. All right. On the, so, winning tra- on the winning side. All right. Well, this is the way it works, guys. Three stories from the pro wrestling news sites around the internet. Which one of these did not actually get reported? Now, it doesn't matter if it's true or not in actual fact, but these are the reports that have been put out there by those random news sites. Which one of these, Brian, was not at all reported? Story number one. The internet may have broken when Matt Hardy appeared on last Friday's Ring of Honor Final Battle pay-per-view via video to tell the Young Bucks and the Briscoes that he and Brother Nero will render them obsolete. While people assume this means the Hardys are coming back to Ring of Honor, hey, it's 2016, it's a crazy world out there, Brian. So there is speculation that the Bucks or Briscoes will pop up on TNA's heavily promoted Total Nonstop Deletion Special later this month. That's story number one. What's your initial thoughts? Ooh, well, the first part I know to be true. You threw in a little curveball there at the end. So I, I, I don't know. I mean, I did see that Matt Hardy indeed uh, was on Final Battle, but I hadn't heard the other part. So, hmm. Your confidence wavering already. I love yeah, it. Yeah, yeah. I'm a little... Because <laughs> at first, when you're first doing it, I'm like, oh, yeah, I know this. This is... This is uh, of course, this is, this is obvious. Well, you got to get the full story here, Brian. I know. I checked out for a minute there. Then I then you started going into other things. I was like, oh, I better pay attention again. <laughs> <laughs> number st- All right. Story number two. While marijuana has been legalized in places all over the U.S., in the Far East, weed is still whack. Matt Seidel, the former Evan Bourne, has spent the past 70 days or so in jail in Japan for possession of liquid cannabis. On December 2nd, he was finally released after agreeing to three years probation for the violation and should be back in the U.S. shortly. Thoughts on this? Uh, Well, again, I knew of the arrest. I knew of that. Um, I didn't, I mean, I haven't heard of him still being uh, detained in Japan. So uh, I, I would say right now, Mike, after two, my confidence in this is completely shaken. And this is, <laughs> is going to be a shot in the dark. <laughs> All right. Well, here we go with story number three. Sasha Banks may have gotten the third WWE Raw women's title of her career, but the biggest winner of the night last Monday was Brian Williams. No, not the news guy, Brian, but the fan whose lap Banks collapsed into after she won the Falls Cut Anywhere match in the stands in Charlotte, North Carolina. The video he shot of the boss at his feet went viral, and overnight he gained over 37,000 Twitter followers. And one of them, Brian, was not Charlotte Flair, who tweeted one word at him. Blocked! Okay. Those are your three stories, Brian. The first, Matt Hardy appears on Final Battle. The Hardys may be going back to ROH. But also, they may be coming on to Total Non-Step Deletion, the special for TNA later this month. Story number two, Matt Seidel in jail in Japan for possession of liquid cannabis. He was released on December 2nd with three years probation. Story number three, Brian Williams, the fan who Sasha Banks collapsed into last Monday on Raw, gained 37,000 Twitter followers, 
One of them was not Charlotte, who blocked him on Twitter. All right, Brian, how you feeling? Talk me through this. We got three stories here. Your confidence is shot. Let me know what you're thinking. Uh, I feel like Elaine did after she realized Kramer was uh, beating up children in his, uh, in his dojo. Just confidence completely shot. <laughs> <laughs> confidence shot. <laughs> uh, well, I, I'm going to say, I'm going to eliminate the third one right away. I think that's probably true. That would okay. be a, such a weird one for you to make up, right. uh, which is probably what you want me to think. So maybe that's the one, but you know, I, I'm going to eliminate that uh, right from the get-go. I, I think that's probably true. So that leaves, that leaves the other two. That is Matt Hardy appearing on Final Battle. Could it be an ROH and TNA or Matt Seidel just released from jail in Japan? Yeah. Um, well, I, like I said, I know, the, I know the Hardy thing happened at Final Battle Friday night. And I, I guess you never know with TNA and Ring of Honor and, you know, the Hardys who I'm pretty sure contracted TNA employees are appearing on uh, Ring of Honor pay-per-view. Maybe there's some back scratching going back and forth. It's kind of where my head's at with that. Mm-hmm. Um, I, I just I hadn't heard at all of that. Matt Seidel was in prison in Japan for seventy days, and um, so I think I think I've talked myself into it, Mike. I think uh, I think I've uh, rationalized it in my head. I think the second one, the Matt Seidel story, is the is the one that was not reported. I. I do not believe that Matt Seidel has been in a Japanese prison for the last uh, 70 days and was only just released. I, I, I know he got himself in some trouble with drug possession there, but I don't believe he's been detained in Japan for 70 days. So that's my guess. That's my final guess. Uh, the news story that was not reported was Matt Seidel in, in prison in Japan. All right. So you said story number two. All right, Brian. It is the dirt sheet shuffle. You are three and two. We've done this five times. This is the sixth. Are you correct? Are you incorrect? Brian Malonis, the kingpin. You are incorrect. <laughs> yes. Three and three. Son of a bitch. <laughs> that third story, I completely made it up. Really? Yes. <laughs> <laughs> I'm sick of taking flack from guys like Todd Sopel saying I'm tweaking little pieces of the new story to, to fool you. This time, I completely made that up. I, I, I said we, we hadn't said anything really about Sasha Banks this week, so I put something with Sasha Banks in there. And what could I put in there that was just – if you want to talk about shot confidence, after I finished this this morning – I was like, there's no way he's going to buy this. But <laughs> <laughs> I just, it seemed like, ah, that's probably true. Like, I don't know. Like, sure. This guy gained, <laughs> like, like I could see that happening, you know? But Son of a bitch. Oh, I'm so pleased with myself. The first one. So you knew the whole time as I'm talking that I was wrong. <laughs> <laughs> there wasn't even, like, a shred of, like, doubt in your mind as I'm, like, actually agonizing over the, the last two there. You're like, oh, I've already, I've already won this. Yes, indeed. I should have known when you popped a cigar in your mouth while I was still talking. <laughs> <laughs> yes, I'm quite pleased. You are now three and three in the Dirt Sheet Shuffle, Brian, and I'm quite happy, and we will come back to the Dirt Sheet Shuffle sometime very soon. And there's only one way to close this out, Brian. One way to... The victor goes to spoils, I guess. <laughs> yes. <laughs> so uh, here we go. 
We're doing the dirt sheet shuffle. Look how much you've perked up <laughs> in, the, in the last like two minutes. I here. did a little dance there too. You like that? You were you were very you know you were very like lethargic the whole episode here so far, Mike. And now what are you like you about? got like a pep in your step. You got like a little a uh, little extra you know oomph in your voice now. You kid, I always energize, Brian. I don't like that accusation <laughs> whatsoever. All right, Brian, it is time for this week's promo about nothing. But first, let's talk about our sponsor. People ask me, what do you mean, BDARadio.com? What does the BDA stand for? Brock's Distraught Advocate? Yes, Paul Heyman was weeping last Monday discussing Lesnar's loss to Goldberg, and he said Brock won't stand for it, and he placed him in the Royal Rumble. But what he will stand for is what BDA Radio stands for the most unique commentary on mixed martial arts and pro wrestling on the internet. They don't break news, they break the news with their wild commentary regarding MMA and wrestling. Head over to BDARadio.com and check out all the latest news on UFC, Bellator, WWE, and much more. Conquer your curiosity by visiting BDARadio.com. Okay. All right. right. That's a solid one. You could give me a little more on that, but that's <sighs> I'm still I'm still upset about the lots. <laughs> it was very bitter. I don't know how much energy I'm gonna have the rest of this episode now. Very bitter. All right, let's get on to a promo about nothing, Brian. It was July of two thousand six. And Brian, did you ever watch the real world on uh, MTV? No. Not really, no. It was just me and Ray, I guess. The Ray, you mean? Yes, the Ray. A former tag team partner with the Shane. But someone from the real world made their way to the WWE. Oh, I probably know who you're talking about. He was actually in the Million Dollar Tough Enough competition, which was a, a year or two prior to this, to him hosting the 2006 Diva Search. And this, I mean, this one is, you might want to strap yourself in. This is the most cringeworthy, the most, um, oh my God, I can't believe this is happening i am so i feel so bad for this gentleman you have to take a look brian at this promo about nothing that's what i'm talking about baby now we all know that the sexiest women in the world are or the sexiest women on television are in the wwe and tonight we're gonna search for the next wwe diva now to vote for these beautiful young ladies you have to vote. Go to, to go to uh, go to uh, WWE. Dial eight six nine four six and vote for your favorite Diva Search contestant and text message your favorite Diva Search girl and do her name. So now let's bring out the Divas. It's a short one, Brian. But oh my God, it's like. I feel for the guy. I still have no clue what I'm supposed to do to vote for them. <laughs> well, he, <laughs> he did say, um, go to WWE, dial 86946, which I guess maybe you text. Yeah, it's text. 86946, <laughs> yeah. and vote for your favorite Diva Search contestant and text message your favorite Diva Search girl and tam through their name. I don't know. <laughs> I, I I went in and I transcribed that for you. That does I he was the whole thing started out with he got 
like that WWE buzz phrase wrong, which was the divas are the sexiest women in television. And he went and said, they're the sexiest women in the world. And he said, oh, uh, television. And that just completely threw him off. <laughs> and he never regained his footing and went completely off the track. And he never was able to get this thing together. I mean, it's amazing how far he's come from, uh, from this moment. Usually this type of moment would sink somebody completely. Yeah. I mean, he, he came in there. I mean, he never hosted anything before. And this was his first real appearance on Raw. And yeah, he... He he certainly turned it around. He turned his life around. I mean, for all the flack the dude gets, I mean, he he's had a, a hell of a run in WWE. Yes. Um. I mean, based on this, you would never have thought for a moment, like, oh, this guy's this guy's for this guy. He's not coming back. And ironically, uh, one of the participants in the diva search that year was Maurice, who, uh, you know, if you want to start feeling bad for the Miz, you know, he ended up with Maurice. <laughs> yeah. Remember that he's a millionaire and uh, his, he's married to Maurice. So. Screw you, Miz. <laughs> yeah, did you see uh, that he checked his wrist? Apparently, where the where the number was for the uh, <laughs> for the team of search. Where else are you gonna write it? <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Uh, so we looked up at the Titantron at one point. Like, uh, like I don't know. If, well, maybe he wasn't looking at the Titantron. Maybe he was like looking to the heavens. Well, you can hear the crowd. Help. The crowd like heckling him. <laughs> yeah, he, that crowd just started booing him mercilessly. He's looking to for help from the you know divine help from up above at this <laughs> at some point. Well, God is a WWE superstar, so I mean, <laughs> yeah. he should have he should have come. <laughs> helped him <laughs> he certainly is and i mean this kind of just goes back to these buzz phrases like you know the wwe universe and the divas are strong sleek and powerful or whatever that one was they they just throw everybody off they just get rid of that shit <laughs> <laughs> just let people talk like humans and maybe you know they this we could have avoided this whole thing but actually as you said he he fought his way out of it, and he is now the man he is today. One of the favorites of the Check of the Boots podcast, The Mizzle. All right, you heard this promo about nothing. If you want to see the full picture, you want to see the flop sweat on The Miz as he meanders his way through this uh, terrible little 48-second uh, deal, find the link to this video in the description of this episode or go to the Wrestling Podcast About Nothing page on BDARadio.com. All right, let's do a little mutual admiration society. Brian named by the executive producer, TK at THOG94. Of course, we mentioned checking the boots and booking the territory. Find those wherever you get your podcasts. Let's talk for a second about the Hurricane Rana podcast, Brian. At the Hurricane Rana on Twitter, they do Facebook Live every Wednesday night. It's facebook.com slash Hurricane Rana Wrestling. And I heard them talking this past week uh, that you're running scared, Brian. I'm running scared? Yeah. He called you a, a turkey or something like that on something extra that I did with him a couple weeks ago. And, you know, you may have said something back to him. And then he said, uh, you know, he was going to the Top Rope show on Friday and you're not there. You weren't booked. Well, you know, I mean, here's how I deal with things. I deal with things like, you know, like a grown man. And uh, I addressed him to his face, face to face. And he addresses me through podcasts, and then he changes his tune when we actually are face to face. So, oh, so uh, you were face to face with him? Oh yeah, the last Top Rope show. Yeah, I called him right out for, uh, you know, coming on my podcast and uh, insulting me. You don't come on the Kingpin's podcast. <laughs> <laughs> I don't know. I felt, I felt like that's where I was going there, but. Oh, Jesus. Um, <laughs> but uh, yeah, so that's all I got to say about that. One of us deals face to face; the other deals through the airwaves. I'll see him soon. Oh boy, I'll Eric Tolly. Eric Tolly, you gotta 
You got a big problem on your hands. Big problem. <laughs> All right. The Rundown Wrestling Podcast, Brian. At Rundown Podcast on Twitter, Adam Salzer, Jason Stewart. They always plug us. We appreciate it. So we're plugging them right here. They do something live on a Google Hangouts. So make sure to check that out. And of course, a man walks into an armbar, BDA Radio's MMA podcast. The Armbar Boys, Brian. The Armbar Boys. Yes. And they're uh, stealing our material, Brian. Well, they they used it. They got they got to make their show entertaining somehow. <laughs> <laughs> they used a clip of me plugging BDA Radio in Spanish on the episode that I heard. <laughs> and uh, all right, I guess it's it is BDA proprietary uh, audio. So I guess you know you are fluent. I well, <laughs> I wish I was, but uh, I got a big uh, holiday coming up with the family that I really should be more fluent, but. Oh boy! We'll see how that more, goes. More reasons for your for your lovely, beautiful wife to be disappointed in you. <laughs> <laughs> she could have done a lot better than this guy. All right, let's move. <laughs> you are hitting the highways and byways, Brian. Crisscrossing this great nation of ours, applying your trade as a professional wrestler, and I think you got some dates for me. I do have dates. Me first, actually, I want to I want to plug one that I'm I'm not a part of. Uh, but want to wish Beyond Wrestling, uh, uh, one of my core you know promotions that I, that I, I uh, wrestle for, coming up here on uh, December 11th. They get a big eye pay per view, be in Melrose, Mass. Um, they're you know they're looking to pack that place. So uh, you know please go uh, support Beyond Wrestling uh, on Sunday, December 11th. You know order the eye pay per view. You know go there live if you if you can. It's a great um, venue. Yeah, fantastic venue. But, you know, please go support them. They also have the, have the subscription service and all that. All, lots of great matches. They're always posting free matches. But I just wanted to, again, even though I'm not part of that show, uh, Beyond has done a lot of good for me and being part of that, that promotion has done a lot of good for me. So I would like to, you know, give them the, give them the plug, reach our vast audience, Michael. Uh, but I only have two dates remaining uh, for the entire year. How about that? And it's the, right. last, it's the last weekend of the month. Wow. So, yeah, I get a little bit of a break here, Mike. I get to recharge the batteries, recharge the body, train hard. I'm the lightest I've been in uh, three years, Michael. I don't know if I've said that yet, but I'm feeling good, buddy. I'm feeling confident. I'm working hard. But I'll actually be returning to Beyond Wrestling at the Aurora Providence on Thursday night. How wow. about that? Thursday night, December the 29th. Uh, at the Aurora Providence, at my match isn't announced yet, but you know, keep uh, be on alert for more, um, you know, more announcements regarding that big show. Lots of good things always happening with Beyond. There'll be tons of big names. Uh, there'll be tons of great matches on that show. I can assure you that. Check out Beyond Wrestling on Twitter, Facebook, uh, their website, Beyond Wrestling Online dot com. Uh, yeah, so you know, patronize them. Pat- Did I say that right? Patronize, yeah. Yeah. Okay. Uh, I, I feel like I said it weird, <laughs> but uh, feel free to cut that part out. Um, yeah, please check, <laughs> please check them out uh, and uh, come out and support us on uh, the 29th. The very next night, Friday night, December 30th, Top Rope Promotions in Fall River, Massachusetts. It's a Spindle City Rumble. Oh, yeah. How about that? Uh, the Kingpin, yours truly, will be in the Spindle City Rumble. So, you know, please can check out uh, Top Rope Promotions. Go to brownpapertickets.com. Find Top Rope Promotions on Facebook uh, and Twitter. Get your tickets in advance. Please come out, uh, see this great wrestling event the night before New Year's Eve. You're not going to be doing anything. Nobody has any plans. Come out to see some great Top Rope Promotions and see the Kingpin's final appearance of 2016. The big guys always have a distinct advantage of those types of matches. I, I believe I will probably be the odds-on favorite. 
I would think so. Which probably means I'm not winning. Uh. <laughs> <laughs> All right, so I guess I'll give my date really quick, Brian. I got one oh, date coming up. Boy, Friday night, December sixteenth. Hold on, hold on, Michael. Yes, you are hitting the highways and byways, crisscrossing this great nation of ours, plying your trade as a professional wrestling referee. And I hear you have a date. <laughs> I, have, I have one date. Thank you very much. Friday night, December sixteenth. Woburn, Massachusetts, the Woburn Elks Lodge, Fury's final fight. Brian Fury has announced his opponent. It will be the firebrand Brian Fury against the Golden Greek, Alex Arion. Uh, two guys have a lot of history together. Alex helped Brian out a ton in his early development. And so it's going to be like a great storybook ending, I think, in Woburn for Chaotic Wrestling. Friday night, December 16th. I will be the referee of that match. Won't be a storybook ending if Alex Aaron has anything to say about it. That's true. I don't That's think true. I don't think Alex Aaron feels sentiment. Yeah, he hasn't been around in a couple of years, <laughs> so this is a, a big return for him too. Yeah, legitimately one of the one of the best wrestlers uh, to come out of this area. Whether whether he got the national recognition he deserved or not, one of the best wrestlers to come out of this area. Um, you know, in this era, and a guy who deserves a lot more a lot more due than he than he gets. I don't know how many more Al will have in him after this. Yeah, definitely. You know, I don't know. This could be Arion's final fight, too. But, yeah, if you're a fan, this is one you're going to want to get out and see. Yeah, please, everyone, come on out and see the big match um, Friday night, December 16th. Make sure you're there for that. I will be there. Uh, I don't know if the Kingpin will be there. But make sure you come out, support Brian Fury and Alex Arion for Fury's final fight. All right, Brian, let's give away something. First time ever we're giving away a prize. What are you giving away? For listening on the wrestling podcast about nothing. We are giving away a free Kingpin combo pack. That's a color 8x10 of the Kingpin and an I'm a Pithead Kingpin Brian Malonis t-shirt. Brian, I got all the names in a hat here and I'm going to pick one out. All right, here we go. All right, this is all in the up and up here, folks. I got to put the microphone down. All right. <laughs> people are gonna think this is a work brian oh no people are gonna think this is a work <laughs> at j-o-n-s-u-p-r-m-n <laughs> john morse hold on let me look at let me look at these names in the hat mike john morse no 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 you stacked the deck no 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 the deck no i swear i never think that is holy the winner of the prize pack is my good pal john morse completely on the up and up believe me thanks very much for being a listener of the wrestling podcast about nothing and please anyone else out yeah, there yeah in all seriousness uh in, in you know inbox me or was it direct message i yes. think i have those turned on uh you know, uh, direct message me, uh, John, and uh, we'll get you hooked up with uh, whatever size you wear and then a uh, nice personalized 8 by 10 How about that? That sounds great. Thank you for uh, our sponsor, Brian Malonis, for providing the prize. That's kind of forced <laughs> into it. Yeah, well, all right. For more on the wrestling podcast about nothing, head over to your home for MMA and wrestling talk. That is BDARadio.com. Uh, do you, do you want to tease... Something here, Mike? Do you want to... Uh, tease what? What are we teasing? Well, we got a we got a big announcement. We've, we've come to a big, you know, we have a big thing coming. I, we I, just I, made it. John Morse wins the... No, uh, no, oh. no, no. The other thing. You know what I'm talking about, Mike. Oh, that thing? Yes. Uh, we have some uh, some big news uh, that's going to be coming, uh, coming down the pike here soon. We've been given the okay to... Uh, 
We get to tease a big announcement forthcoming on the wrestling podcast about nothing. There you go. Hmm. So uh, stay tuned for that. Uh, but we're excited. Uh, and when you hear what's going on, you're going to be very excited. Uh, and this does not this does not concern my personal wrestling career. This involves both me and Mike and the show. So, hmm, start pondering about that, folks. Mm-hmm. But, uh, yeah, stay tuned for that. We'll be back on Thursday. Before that, we'll be back on Thursday with something extra bonus audio from the Wrestling Podcast About Nothing. And, of course, find us right back here next Monday with episode 34 of the podcast. Till then, he is the Kingpin Brian Malonis. I am Mike Crockett, and thanks for nothing.